0: Greetings, everybody. Welcome to the expert series, Wealth is Health, uh, how to tap into your own power. And today, I'm especially delighted to uh, introduce to you one of uh, my very close friend and expert, Miss Shirley Powell, who will be talking about her own experience. But before we get started, I would like to put out the disclaimer that our session is purely based on our personal experiences. And if you have any medical conditions or any concerns, please consult your own physician of trust, your own counselor, or whoever uh, you are actually affiliated to in, in terms of medical conditions. Thank you very much, and without further ado, it is a very special honor to really talk a little bit about uh, Ms. Shirley Powell, who is a registered nurse, who is really cross-cutting and has tons of experiences. And because her experience is so vast, Shirley, allow me to read a little bit of your bio and then I'm gonna hand over to you, and uh, you will have the floor for the next 60 minutes. So, as I said, the theme is Health is Wealth. And Ms. Shirley Powell is the CEO and founder of Your Life in Your Hands, a dedicated health and wellbeing specialist, motivational speaker. She's an author. She's a health and life coach, a mentor, and a number one Amazon author. So, you know, she has one of the number one Amazon.com international bestselling books in seven categories with the walls around me. And that really sounds incredibly interesting. So Shirley, you need to tell us about that one. Yeah. Shirley yeah. offers her clients uh, a comprehensive health and lifestyle assessment to help her clients to live and stay well, and ongoing health management. And with that, I would actually like to hand over to you, Shirley, to tell a little bit about your health journey and what health means to you as a professional registered nurse but also you know along the way
1: in your career. Over to you Shirley. Thank you for being here today. Well good evening everyone or good evening or good morning wherever you're watching from. I just want to say happy Sunday and uh, it's so poignant that we are speaking on the World Mental Health day which is amazing to be able to be speaking on that day and um, so it's so poignant. Basically, a little bit about myself, I've been a nurse of 36 years, I'm very passionate about health, I I love to help people with their health and to improve their health and to live and stay well, actually that is our motto, to live and stay well. So I wasn't going to go into nursing initially, I wanted to be a school teacher, but then I changed the roles and then went and whatever I'm doing now, it involves teaching anyway, but I just, I'm so passionate about um, helping people to live well. My own parents had diabetes and I had some underlying health issues as well. So I really feel it's important for us to look after our health because your health is your wealth. That is the main thing. So, so that's, that's a little bit about me and I've worked in various different fields in hospital setting, community, as a community nurse, as a district nurse, I've worked in London as a modern matron, managing teams of district nurses. I've worked as a head of care in a prison um, setting as a prison nurse and also in a neurological centre where we cared for people with neurological conditions. So I have a wealth of experience working in the community and in the hospital setting. I love, love, love what I do. And it's just amazing to see people, you know, recover and improve in their health. And actually, I'm very passionate about using natural things to help people to get better rather than feeling you having to put medication down people's throats. I think natural remedies that you can take. And there's certain things we can do with our own health to improve our own self-care rather than relying on on the government telling us what to do and other people telling us what to do. Mm -hmm. We can do things for our own health. Exactly. That's why my business is called Your Life in Your Hands, because you're taking care of your life. It's in your hands to care. You can have control over what you put into your body and what you how you look after yourself.
0: Can you tell us a little bit, because this is really fascinating. And you you really said the cross cutting, you have been working in so many different specialties and fields. What is your personal journey in, in with regards to health? And how do you see COVID-19 affecting or showing us that health is actually
1: really something very valuable? Well, my own personal health Jenny, I started to, um, to allude to that earlier, was uh, I was diagnosed with an underactive thyroid uh, in 97, I think it was 97, 98, when I was doing my district nurse training and people say, "Oh, she's got bright eyes. These are eyes are bright at that time." But you have the, you know, the the, the bulging eye start to, to bulge when you get that with that under, underlying condition. And at the time, I was getting palpitations, and I was getting loose stools, and feeling shaky and nervy, and wondering what what's going on. It was originally hyperthyroidism. But I found that even just to walk, my pulse rate was going at 150 beats per minute. And if I did anything too strenuous, it was going up to 200 and my heart was just pumping. And I just thought, what's going on? So I did seek my GP's advice and I ended up having to have it reversed. Whereas when I say reversed, treated with radioactive iodine. And what happened is that then caused me to go underactive. And then I had an issue with my weight and so on. So as a result of that, I tried different diets and things to try and keep the weight because the weight plummeted off because my metabolism was like a, <laughs> like a tortoise. It was mm. just everything had slowed down and I was struggling to get, you know, the size 14. I know you can relate the 16 and then the size 20 clothes in the wardrobe because you're trying to, your weight is up and down, up and down. So I then uh, eventually decided I've got to really do something about it to get on top of my health. And I lost a stone and a half through changing my diet, changing my lifestyle and starting to eat clean. I did clean eating. So what I did is I started to eat whole foods. When I say clean eating, I mean whole foods and just cooking from scratch, which was something our parents used to do when we were growing up anyway. Stop eating in between meals and having whole foods and cooking your own foods and not having processed foods. So that was one of the things that I did, and recently, most recently, I ended up, unfortunately, um, getting the coronavirus, and I was very ill at that time, but through boosting my immunity, through getting the right support, I was able to get back to, where you know, six weeks later, get back to my situation. I still get tired, but I still actually take the right things to be able to boost my immune system and keep me where I am because we've all got natural things in our body that can help us to boost our immunity and there's certain things natural simple things that we can do to self-care to look after ourselves as well.
0: Absolutely correct I I agree with you a hundred percent now coming back to uh, all the different uh, places you have been working is there a common theme you identified when it comes to health and certainly people are more aware of the value of health when it's gone, right? Or when it's disrupted. So what was the kind of the key
1: observations
0: you had among the different patients and the different settings?
1: I noticed particularly when working in the community and the hospital setting, that a lot of people had debilitating diseases. And what I found is some of those diseases were debilitating that could have been avoided because it was through behavioral and lifestyle changes. Something could have had if they had that support to be able to prevent them from going on to get things like diabetes, heart disease and all these things they were were going through. So the common theme was there were a lot of ill people, particularly in the community, there were people that were having to be looked after in the home because they couldn't get out to their GP. So they had to look after with diabetes or some chronic disease management that they needed to be cared for at home, whether it was their lungs, whether they had COPD, whether they had diabetes, whether they'd had a stroke. But there were conditions that they needed a nurse or a care professional to go in and care for them at the home. There were people with cancer as well working in other settings there were a lot of younger people that we looked after who had attention deficiency you know that ADHD and anxiety and Mm -hmm. some of them were coming from backgrounds because there was a broken background or there were some issues in their life where there was rejection or they got into trouble and then they ended up in prison but the themes that came through there was a lot of people with conditions that I felt could have been avoided if they'd had Some support with their lifestyle changes and I'm not knocking any doctor or anything like that, but doctors are there. They're all stretched. We're here as a service to enhance people's health. But there's there's things that people need to have that ongoing health management to help them to live and stay well. And they don't always get all of that from everybody. So that's why it's important to look after your health and learn ways to educate yourself about how you can keep well and stay well. Mm-hmm. When you're talking about the different age groups, so which age
0: groups did you see being most affected in the different settings?
1: Uh, well, if we talk in the community, it was quite a mix, really, because we saw people from surgical people who've had surgery had come out. They might have had pylonidal sinus operations or appendix or some kind of surgery, bowel surgery. We mm-hmm. saw uh, people, um, particularly in home care, when I worked in home care, there were people with tracheostomies. They had needed high specialist care where they had to have peg fees. When I say pegs, they're having to be fed through the enteral tube into their stomach. And then they were fed that way because they, they either had cancer or they had something that affected their trachea. They then had to have tracheostomy and have tracheostomy care. So it ranged from high specialist care to other care from hip replacements to, it was a mixture really that we looked after. And a lot of people, particularly in the community, older people or people from 45 onwards, who had leg ulcers that needed to be cared for, people with diabetes, and a few people that had them giving their own insulin because their own pancreas had packed up, it wasn't producing enough insulin. So there was quite a mix in the community setting. Uh, In the hospital, some of them were in for short-term care. I worked in recovery. So there were people coming in for surgery. So they came in for different, various types of different operations. And some came in for emergency. Some came in for elective surgery. And we cared for people in, in that setting. What I loved about the community is you saw people in their home, how they really lived. And you were able to see the whole journey. When you're in hospital, you only see a snapshot of how people really live. And that is the thing that I find between the difference between community and hospital is you've got a vision and a visual picture of what it's like when they're at home, because you can see, well, can they walk? Can, do they need a Zimmer frame? Do they need a walking stick? Do they need an assessment before they come home to see what needs are? But in a hospital they're in and then they're out. And then, you know, sometimes if there isn't a social input or physio or OT input, They're sent home and then before you know it, they're back in hospital again because nobody has assessed those needs. So really, um, it's been different care in different settings. And I'm, I'm really blessed and thankful that I've had the opportunity to have an all round experience of having worked in both camps. So I can actually see what it's like on both sides for clients and patients in the community and in the hospital setting. And that makes you actually really precious because
0: you have this holistic way of looking at things and you have the ability to also assess what what is the social system? What is the social care? What is the status at home, right? Who is actually really available? Because in the hospital, it's a complete different setting. And it's also even the aim of the hospital, of course, is very different from any other care provided. Now, I'm so excited about your book. I
1: want you to tell us much more about your book please well about two years now i think it's two years now i was asked to be a part of an anthropology writing where there was nine authors come together to compile this book called the walls around me i don't know if you can see it here yes Um, awesome lady like looking through and Mm -hmm. what it is it's a book about and it's quite poignant that we're talking about it now because it's all about mental health and these different authors came together to, and myself to talk about a different health topic. So from bipolar to to um, coming back from having some of them having mental health issues themselves, telling their own story. I told a story about caring for a loved one with a mental health condition that had schizophrenia. And I told my story at a young age from the age of 11, having to care for someone. And really at that age when I was still learning things myself wasn't even in a nursing or anything but it was like the family were gravitating to me to help to care for a loved one with men uh, with mental health so the book really my story is called renewing your mind and basically i speak about in the book about what i did to self-care during that time which is still ongoing now when you're going through a situation when you're looking after someone with mental health because it's not easy I can remember a time when I was going to the doctor with the person in question and they just slapped me, just slapped me while we were driving. And I was like taken aback. And there was because of the paranoia, you you just didn't know what they were going to do next. So there were times when you were walking on eggshells thinking, oh, my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do next. Or you wake up in the night and because they would be awake and you'd be wondering what they're going to do. So it was really, really challenging to get the support, the right support to actually help them. And and for them to convince them that they had something wrong because there was this denial that nothing was wrong. I'm fine, it's you and get called names and all sorts. So it it was a very challenging time. So this was like a cathartic way of writing my feelings of what I went through. That was just one chapter. So it wasn't the whole book, but it was sharing my story and also self-care tips for people who may have gone through mental health conditions and, or similar issue and how they can self-care and look after themselves in those types of situations. Because sometimes it's not very easy. And if anybody would love a copy of the book, I do have a link that I can share. We, it's on Amazon, but I do have some books still where I can personally sign you a copy and actually send it to you. So I'll share the link with Erica later, and then if you'd love to buy a copy, you're very welcome to have it. It's a very interesting book. There's a bit that says, lost, afraid, confused, we understand. Not knowing what's wrong, who to turn to, who to trust or where to go can leave anyone feeling frustrated and extremely vulnerable. Did you know that over 40 million people in the United States alone, and I'm sure that's in the UK as well, suffer from some sort of mental illness. Many people didn't know, or if they did, they chose to look the other way. Newsweek reported that one out of every five Americans will endure conditions of anxiety, disorder, depression, just to name a few. With those odd chances, you might know someone suffering from mental illness, or you know someone who is taking care of a mental ill person. The hidden problem is we are not seeing the person who is suffering because we keep looking at the illness. That is the reason many of us have accepted, however, our society. Lawmakers, doctors, politicians, counsellors, pharmacists, human resource representations, even our culture dictates how to feel. The walls around me. Wow, this
0: is incredibly powerful. And thank you so much for reading that because it really emphasizes it's already difficult as a carer, you know, from home to, to take care of your loved ones, but even more so, of course, if there's some mental issue Um prevailing which is more or less obvious to to the carers but not necessarily to the person who is being cared for and certainly sometimes also not necessarily seen immediately in the medical profession because there are ways how things can be covered up but that's incredible this experience is really thank you so much for sharing that and that brings me actually to the next question I have, Shirley. Uh, you are very much working also with multicultural, vulnerable, and marginalized population. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Uh, what are the challenges? What are the beautiful kind of sides? So I'm sure there's you bring so much light into those communities. And at the same time, I'm sure it's also quite challenging because nothing is easy in this context. So please.
1: Yeah, over the years, I'm also a community spiritual leader. So I actually support a lot of people in the community in one way or in another through prayer, through support, through counselling. But in my nursing role as a registered yes. health practitioner, I currently work with the African, Caribbean and the Bangladesh community. And what we've actually been doing is putting on educational days where they can come and learn a bit more about how to look after their health and its ongoing health management. Recently, I was looking after a gentleman who has diabetes and was concerned about his diabetic his diabetes and he wanted to get his results down. We have something called HbA1c. For those of you who don't know, I mean, me and Erica are in the profession, so we know about it. But basically, it's the sugar levels in your blood. And what it does is that this is a blood test that screens the sugar levels in your blood over the last three months. And then you get an actual reading of what your sugar level is. He came and his levels were 9.6%. And, and he wanted to get it down. So I had told him that I had just lost 12 pounds in 12 weeks through cutting out, completely cutting out sugar, wow. you know? So in he wanted to, I want to eat what you eat. Everything <laughs> that you eat, I want to eat. <laughs> So he turned around and he was texting me and he was going, is this all right? Can I eat this? Can I eat that? Can I eat this? Can I eat that? And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> <"Wait> a minute. <laughs> he was tasting at night and I was thinking, Lord, does this man not go to sleep? <laughs> anyway, in between, after in between, after waking up and going, I would say, yes, you can have that. No, you can't have that. Yes, you can have that. No, you can have that. And he persevered for almost three months. And he started. I was even sending pictures of my food and sending it to him. This is one thing that you can try. He said, "Can I have this bread? Can I have Coke? Can I?" And I was going, "No, you can't have that, but you can have this. But it's your choice. But this is what I did." And he actually persevered. And he then came back and saw me last week and asked, "Can you do my HBA1C again?" I said, "It's a little bit too soon. Normally, I would do it in about six months' time, but..." Because the Bangladesh community were supporting the community, and some of these people who who they call hard to reach, who don't normally go to their GPs, and they had me there. They said, "Go on, you can, you can do it." So I did it, and he'd taken it down from nine point six percent to six point nine. So he got his wow back into the normal range so he'd actually practically reversed his diabetes and he's still on it he text me yesterday can you tell me if i can have this <laughs> don't make me crazy <laughs> so what i'm planning to do is a webinar and then i'm going to do a q a about self-care and how to boost your immunity and actually have a q a and invite him along and anybody who would like to come along to ask any questions they want around their health and get that support because i understand that a lot of people, they can't get into their GPs now. The GPs are not even seeing them. The GPs are just talking to people over the phone. And mm-hmm. they're inundated as well. And of course, their, their primary focus is COVID and the coronavirus. So to be able to support that community has been wonderful. Um, I've been working with the Bangladesh community for about three years now. They have winter health days where they do health checks for their communities. And some of the things that I've found is that They had high blood pressure because they eat a lot of salt and ghee and those type of foods in their diet and the wrong oils. And they fry Mm -hmm. a lot of foods. There was a hype also of people with high cholesterol and diabetes or actually in the pre-diabetic state. And see, one of the things is people don't really know they're in a pre-diabetic state because there are no symptoms. The only way you can tell if you are pre-diabetic, if you have a history, is to have the blood test. And to see where you are so you can prevent yourself from going on to get it and change and make behavioral and lifestyle changes. So those are the types of things that I saw in the community um, with people and trying to do educational training days where we're getting people to still have the foods they want. Because in our organization, we are very cultural sensitive. So not saying that they can't have the foods but look at how they cook it look at you know instead of frying it why not bake it in the oven instead of doing your curries or something why not put it in a slow cooker you look at ways rather than using lots of oils so it was actually giving people educating people on alternative options on how they can cook their food how they can prepare their food and look at their food portions look at the labels on their foods you know making sure they're not having too much fat and sugar in their diet and those sort of things is what we're actually working with people to educate, because, you know, being at home in the lockdown, a lot of people, they're near the fridge, so the fridge is their friend. <laughs> oh, I just fancy something, I'll go and get something out of the fridge, you know, and then a lot of people come True. to me and say, do you know what, I've put so much weight on over the lockdown, and I thought, yeah, I can get it, because you're working from home, the fridge is just there, I'll just have a cup of tea, I'll just have a biscuit, i will have a bit of cake, and bang goes away on the love handles. <laughs> <laughs>
0: exactly. And there's less exercising and less, you know, whatever movement. Yeah. True. And people mm. couldn't
1: move about. So, those are the types of things that I've come across. And these are the types of things that I focus on is actually getting people to reduce their cholesterol, but looking at natural ways of doing by getting them to increase their exercise, looking at increasing their good cholesterol, the HDL, because a lot of them were then, oh, they'll go to the dots and dots doctor's going to slap them on cholesterol tablets. And yeah. Sometimes it's about just doing things like increasing exercise. Some of them are in sedentary jobs, so they're taxi drivers. So, you know, doing some sort of exercise, swimming, some aerobic exercise to get their heart going, especially when you get to 40 plus. To bring up the good and look at the types of foods that they can eat, like having avocado, having not the polyunsaturated types of fats, using olive oil in your cooking or vegetable oil instead of using those other sort of high level fats that are not good for us. So, Mm -hmm. just about changing their diet. And that's what we do at Your Life in Your Hands. We help people to look at their diet and support them with a program that they can do we do a lifestyle assessment with them review that and then support them to be able to change their lifestyle like we did with that wonderful i was so proud of him my although he was <laughs> pestering me but i was so proud when he told me he he actually got his blood sugars down so in six months time i'm going to get him back and do his cholesterol again and see if his cholesterol has come down as well so that it's is, so exciting actually to see people and and yes. he was happy as well But I have to say, I'm not your private nurse. I was just going to say, this is the big success you actually, you know, when
0: you see, and and also I think the gratitude of patients, when you see them improve and at the same time, they are so happy and they really spread the success within their community. Now that brings me back to the next question. You were just starting to talk about your life in your hands and um, the service you are providing. And also you mentioned before the webinar. So maybe you can elaborate a little bit more about the company uh, you're heading and also what is your mission, what are you aiming for, and a little bit more details and what the
1: services you're providing, please. So Your Life in Your Hand is a specialist mobile service. And what we do is we offer diabetes checks. We do lifestyle, comprehensive lifestyle assessments and take a history of your health and screen for diabetes, cholesterol, And actually, we do a holistic assessment. So in the same way of eating whole foods, actually, we feel that you can't just treat one part of the person and compartmentalise people. So we actually do a holistic assessment on them. How do they sleep? How do they eat? Do they take physical exercise? Are there any concerns? Because you look at the mental health, the physical health, the social, you know, what do they do? Because all of that is all part of the care. Some people, I know they don't have time to do it. Sometimes the GPs don't have the time. But looking at behavioural and lifestyle is something that I know that we support our clients with and help them to be able to um, change their in- and improve their lifestyle. So one of the things that we're going to be doing, we have a health programme, we're having an online health management programme. and I'm actually looking for 15 to 20 people to interview about your health and actually to find out what is your biggest challenge with your health right now. What keeps you awake at night? And I'd love to interview you to be able to look at the themes that comes from these interviews so that we can tailor the health management program specifically for you. So that's one thing that we're doing. But I will let Erica know when these interviews are. I'll share my contact details. We are on Facebook at Your Life in Your Hands, which is at Y-L-I-H-S in capitals. You will find us on, on Facebook, Your Life in Your Hands. We're also on Instagram at the same yli at your life in your hands with the initials at and then you can find us there but in small case. and we also have our, our website uh, which is your life in your hands again.co.uk and you can go. so it's all quite easy to find and we're also on LinkedIn. So uh, that is one of the things. Where I'm also going to be speaking at an event body positivity and that is going to be on between the 20th and 22nd of October. And it's going to be an exciting event talking about the body. And I will be talking about the importance of self-care, especially when you've come back from a traumatic cycle or negative cycle in your life and the impact that it has and what you can do to bounce back from that traumatic or negative cycle that you've had in your life. So I'm going to be talking then. So that's going to be on the 20th to the 22nd of October. And you'll be all invited to come along. There is a discount link. So if you register early, then you'll be able to get in and have a discount price to attend. There are a few free tickets, so you might be able to get a freebie ticket if you get in touch with me in time. Um, So that is going to be happening. That's body positivity event that's going to be happening soon. Looking forward to, to hearing from all of you. Do pop onto the Facebook page. We put a lot of information on there about health, making smoothies, cooking. I love cooking. So I do a lot of cookings around vegetarian or, or just quick meals, quick, easy meals. So when you're coming from work, you don't run for the biscuit tin, but you get your frying pan out and you do like a little stir fry with vegetables, something quick. And you can have that for your tea. So we do that. And you can also find us on our um, website page and make an appointment for a free consultation to discuss your health. Wonderful. Now, I love smoothies. What's your favorite smoothie? Oh, wow. I've just came across one because I did a five-day challenge where I did a complete um, sugar-free challenge. It's just natural sugars when I say sugar-free, not not Mm -hmm. um, refined sugars. And in that, I have half an avocado, half a banana, some spinach, Some blueberries, sometimes I might put a little bit of ginger in it, just to give it a little kick, and maybe the odd strawberries in there as well, Mm -hmm. and some flaxseed, and some spirulina, and then I will top that up with some coconut water, and then I'll blitz that and have that, and I will have that for lunch well I have that late morning and then I'll have it for lunch as well sometimes and then just have my meal in the evening or if I don't want a big meal in the evening I'll just have one of those in the evening Uh, because I make enough in my ninja (laughs) blender um to last me a while but I I, I'm getting I'm, I'm getting to like that another one that I've made is with mango pineapple um strawberries and um also with with spinach and then with the with the um, coconut water as well, with a little bit of ginger as well. Gives Beautiful. That, so wow, they must be delicious. <laughs> but if you're diabetic, you have to watch the amount of sugar content. But, you know, but blueberries are low sugar fruits. So those sort of things is great. Excellent. Yeah. <laughs> and
0: avocado, certainly, and spinach, of course, is also very good. Excellent. This is great. Thank night. you so much. You just made me think about my next smoothie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Now, the other thing, thing I wonder, the, the, the things that people take but i'm sure you're going to ask me that in a minute
0: so yeah actually i was just going to ask you uh <laughs> you were talking about some supplements and the stuff you have uh you have taken and you are taking for your own immune system boosting so maybe you can give me some ideas on what is it what you are what you use you for yourself and what you also recommend to others please
1: well, firstly, the basic things that I would recommend to anyone is to ensure that they get enough sleep. Very important to get enough sleep. And when you go to bed, make your room like you're going to sleep. No phones because of the blue light, the filter light light on the on the phones can cause problems. Get yourself at least eight hours' sleep because when you start to unwind and go to bed at certain time. Certain things happen, there's a meridian, I don't know if many people know about the meridian clock, but you find that when you're going to bed, your body starts to detox and certain parts of your body detox. If you've woken up and you've not had enough sleep and you feel foggy-headed, it's because you've not allowed your brain cells to detoxify and all of those things. And your lungs, at certain times during the night, certain things are happening. So 11 o'clock, it could be that your lungs are detoxifying and then you've got other parts you're, you're, um, in your body as well that are detoxifying. So it's really important to try and get at least eight hours sleep a night so that you can do So that, you know, and also your body re- repairs. So there's of your body that's repairing i found from having the coronavirus that i slept oh my goodness i slept i felt better after sleeping but your body gets really tired so after a period of time because the virus has a knock-on effect but you've got your normal what you call it your white cells and everything that's fighting for you to boost it the other thing i also took is i actually took this now anybody who's got an autoimmune condition will find that absorption in the gut can be a problem. And some of them may have had gut health issues or leaky gut because of the condition or things that they may have taken. So I was advised to take this, which is lip, vitamin C and zinc in it because our body has zinc, but it is also a little bit of a booster to boost our natural in the body. And what this is, it's an advanced immune support complex. And this is what I was advised to take because it was a combination of vitamin C and zinc in it. And so because I also have thyroid problems, it has selenium in it. So it really helped me. And copper, one milligram of copper, which is good for us. So because it was a combination, it's a combination of ascorbic acid. It's got some citrus oil in it and potassium bicarbonate and citric acid. But the other good ingredients, the main ingredients are the <coughs> vitamin C and the zinc. So that's very good to take. This is a liquid form and you can mm. get it. I can actually give details of where... You can make and um, get it from it but it's made by ingenious healthcare nutrition but i can leave all the contacts for erica so she can share with you mm-hmm. another thing is is i worked with a homeopathic therapist because i don't like taking antibiotics i hate taking antibiotics and also antibiotics not against them but the thing is they strip your good bacteria as well as your bad bacteria and then you're left compromised even more when you're finished So I spoke to a lovely homeopathic lady who gave me some things because if you are coming back from COVID yourself, there is something called a cough decongestion. I don't know if you can see that. Yes. And this company called Living Hectip, they actually make the ingredients up specifically for you. So this was to relieve a dry cough, chesty cough or mucus cough, so depending on what you have. And in it, it has ginger, licorice, Lung, warts, verbison, thyme as a herb, colt's foot and garlic and it's been made up specifically and it's drops and what it is is they actually make this up but it's not very expensive and then that you have so many drops in a, like a cup of hot water and drink it like you're having a herbal tea. This other one was called a respiratory tonic. I had an awful cough. As you may know, one of the symptoms of COVID is that awful cough. And I still have it sometimes at night, but it's not as bad as used to be. You can take up to 20 to 40 drops. Children can have it too from the age of 12. So if you have any children with problems, it is suitable for vegetarians and vegans. And it has echinacea, which is very good when you're coming back from being unwell. Echinacea is very good for you. Uh, It's Mm -hmm. got something called Baptiza and Thuja, spelled T-H-U-J-A. So it's a combination that's also made up. Another thing that I was advised to have was an immune-boosting tonic. Mm -hmm. And in this tonic, it's got ingredients such as skullcap. No, it's not your actual skull. (laughs) But it's something called (laughs) skullcap. Siberian ginseng. You've heard of ginseng? Echinacea again. So you've got echinacea in it as well. And... Codenopsis, reshi, and astra, I can't even pronounce it, but I'd have to spell it, A-S-T-R-A, astra, G-A-L-U-S. So it's got a combination of good herbs in it to help to bring you back. And because I had awful, awful sinus, catarrh post-nasal drip, earache, all of this as a result after it, they recommended something called ENT Force. And I will, a defense, and I will warn you, it's actually very bitter, But I took it, held me nose and took it. (laughs) But what it's got in it is uh, it's also suitable for vegetarians and vegans as well. It's got something called andrographis and bupleurum, and I'll spell it B-U-P-L-E-U-R-U-M. It's something in there to help to combat your ear, nose and throat as well. And for those of you who just want to take a simple multivitamin, I tend to take, you know, as you get older, you can get centrum. Centrum, yes. Centrum has got everything (laughs) in it. But if you have got an underlying autoimmune condition, it's better to have something that you can absorb better in your system rather than the tablets. And some of the tablets have a lot of caking agents in them. And the anti-caking agents, you find that's bulking agents in the medication. So it's better to get the natural products and then you've got your vitamin d oil mm-hmm. and omega 3 i'll just show you these ones i have here so vitamin d this is something that our, our organisation sells but these are drops you can have two to three drops under your tongue and just have that that's vitamin d oil so mm-hmm. we do sell in our business we work we do another side of the business where we sell magnetic uh, products and vitamin d is one of them and then we've got omega oils and Many people have not enough omega-3 oil Mm -hmm. in their body. So you have to take a substitute. This one is an organic one that I got. And it's got from Terra Nova, the company. Mm -hmm. And it has a combination of flaxseed oil, hemp seed oil, olive oil, borage oil, and sea buckthorn fruit oil, and bran oil, rice bran oil. And it's a combination of oils which you can use instead of having your olive oil that and balsamic that you'd sprinkle on your salad, you can just mix some of this and sprinkle it over your salad and over your food, and then you'll get it in your food that way. Plus your oily fish, you know, your mackerels, your oily fish twice a week. And mixing your vegetables and your fruit in yes. your diet and cutting out not too much sugar in the diet, I'm trying to cut down on sugar.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Quick question on on the vitamin D because the vitamin D alone, of course, it also requires that people are moving outside and get some sun exposure, right? Definitely. Yes. Definitely. What what else can people do? Thing.
1: Yes, mm-hmm. going out it, anytime the sun comes up, going out and sitting in the sun, um, even though you're not well, just to get that fresh air. Another thing is if you have had COVID or you've got just doing some deep breathing exercises to exercise your lungs because you find that through coughing and that you're not really exercising your lungs as well. So it's good to do that meditation. Another thing we do is we have some oils called breathe oil, and it's got lavender in it and those things that you can actually put into a diffuser. And then you can then actually inhale that into your room. There is another one I was recommended by a friend to have, which is oregano oil. Mm-hmm. Oregano, you know, that the actual that you can cook with. There is an oil that you can get an organic oil and you can have four drops of that in your water every day and drink that. And it's like an antibacterial and it clears it and you can put it in your diffuser as well. And you can have it in your room and just have it. And eucalyptus oil was another thing that I used to do. And also when you got, if you had those sinus problems or blockages you know, in your nose, having popping some drops of eucalyptus oil or the borage oil over in a bowl and then doing some breathing and to breathing that oil in. And some nasal washouts because the actual bug, the virus, the coronavirus doesn't like heat. So by doing the warm nasal washes with some salt water in your nose and washing through that lives in the paranasal in the back of your nose, then clears it and clears it from your throat and having hot drinks. I found that having hot drinks because you're washing everything away into mm-hmm. the gut, out of your body and cleansing your body of toxins. So having lots of fluids, but hot hot fluids another thing I did is having apple cider vinegar in some water with some lemon in the mornings because that gets your gut ready for the rest of the food that you're going to eat for the day and have that as well as before you start the day and herbal teas you know if you like chamomile tea or whatever types of teas that you like having teas a lot of people like the tea and coffee sometimes milk it curdles and you have a lot of new mu- gives you a lot of mucus at the back of your throat and Also, I personally, I'm not saying everybody should do this, but I personally cut down and cut out red meat because red meat can give you a lot of mucus buildup in your body as well. And as we know, they're injecting the animals with a lot of different things, hormones, different things. And those things that they're injecting the animals with can come over to us. So I increased my vegetables and and fruit. And try to reduce the amount of meat that I ate I would have mostly fish but then you've got to think of the fish because they do stuff to the fish they put stuff in the water too so you know <laughs> True. Um, but plant-based is is good plant-based food so I'm trying to get more onto vegetables plant-based foods and that's really helped my skin as you can see a lot of people look at me and think I look like I'm 21 no I'm really joking <laughs> Shirley, how often did you do the
0: inhalation? Is this something which you do once a day, or you do it more often? How would you?
1: How how did you practice? I w- I used to do it twice a day. So if I if and I would suggest people to do it even now, even if you're going out because you don't know this this virus is in the air. You can't see it. You've also got this other one which is um, the COVID variant that's going out now and even people who have had the vaccine are still accessible to get it. So one of the things I'd say is make sure you're doing that in the steaming inhalations um, twice a day. So when you get up in the morning, you can do it before you go to work. And when you come in in the evening, do it because you don't know what you're bringing in from outside and do mm-hmm. the inhalations and then and doing your lung exercises before you go to bed so that you're actually doing that and inhaling and steaming out, um in your in your throat in your nasal washouts nasal washouts I used to do that in the morning but if you're going out in the course of the day and you're around people and you're concerned you can do the nasal washouts in the, in the afternoon there's a kit that you can you can buy um I think they do them in boots and you can actually put the hot water in and get the salt and then pop it in mm-hmm. special sachets with a sodium in them then you can do that as mm-hmm. well and also yes. walking going out and getting some fresh air when you can exactly when and get doing some walking, doing some exercise to exercise your lungs, what you can do, do something that you like. I always tell my clients, do what you like. If you like swimming, if you like yoga, if you like, you know, because as we get older, we can't do all those jumping up like those youngsters. <laughs> <laughs> but you can. swimming. You might go cycling, you might go brisk walking, you know, play badminton, something that's going to get your heart rate going. Even if it's running up and down your stairs, doing something to get your heart rate going and trying to do at least 150 minutes of exercise a week to keep yourself going and, and, you know, your joints because our body's used to moving, you know, dancing even, dancing like nobody's watching, you know? Put a good music on and dance around in your house. You can do anything. It doesn't mean you've got to go to a gym. You can just do stuff at home, but do your exercise.
0: Exactly. And what I like so much about your tips and also your practice is it's not only applicable to COVID, it's really applicable to anything which boosts yes. your immune system, especially now yes. when the days are getting longer, uh, the, the days are getting colder and getting dark earlier. Um, that's also something which is needed to boost their own kind of mood. And then in return, again, boosts immune system. So I'm really grateful for your incredibly practical tips especially the dancing
1: <laughs> yeah, i love to dance there's a lady who does this groove dancing and i brought her dvd and she does mm-hmm. she just do this go with your body and just there and she yeah. does it. it's called body groove she's on facebook and you just you just walk dancing around the room, moving. She does all these shimmy, shimmy, do a little shimmy. This is so great. I really appreciate you. Now, since we are
0: approaching sixty minutes, I oh, was wondering. Wow. Yes, it has gone so quickly. I want yeah. to know, Shirley. Are there any kind of key messages? Any kind of key things you would like to share with us?
1: What in
0: terms of health, you're talking about health. In terms of health, in terms of your company, in terms of anything
1: which is important to you? I would say because we're approaching winter months, uh, it's really important to, to even more so now look after your health and well-being. So if you haven't had a health check, if you haven't been to your GP or you can't get an appointment with your GP... And you're thinking, Do you know, I really would love to have a health check just to find out what's going on with me or just to check what my cholesterol levels are, what my whether I've got diabetes or whether I'm at risk. You know, especially if you've got a family history of diabetes, I think that's even more so important if you've got a family history. But if you have got these genetic conditions in families or heart problems or something and you think, Do you know what, I really would like to get checked out. You know, you can always contact us for a free consultation initially. And then if you'd like to go on and have a comprehensive health assessment, you can book an appointment with us and have a health assessment. You can actually book an appointment online. You can reach out to us on our Facebook page. Um, our number is there, our email is there, and you can actually book an appointment to come and have a health check done. And even if you don't live in the, uh, in the UK, and you would like a health check done, you may not be able to have the blood, but you can still have an online health assessment with us, where you can talk to us, and then you can go online and do the health assessment. And then we will share the report with you, and then talk to you about your results and any actions and any goals that you would like to achieve as a result of after having the health check. And that's what I like is that People have fed back to me to say they were glad that they got immediate results. And secondly, that they had somebody to talk to about their results and how they can improve their health. They don't always get that with other services. They just get the results and boom, boom. But who looks after them or even coaches them along the way? We also have a fantastic health management club that we would love you to join. It's free to join the health management club. And in the health management club, you'll have access to Myself and the lovely Dr. Erica uh, recruit will be here as well. who will be available and we will be there to answer questions. We're going to be doing webinars and Q&As where people can come on and ask questions about their health. We've also got you'll also have access to a remote coach, fitness coach, where you can exercise from home. His name is Graham and he's actually going to be offering remote services to you. Um, so you can go to home if you don't want to go out to the gym you know it's getting cold a lot of people don't want to go out in the cold you can exercise from home so we've got all of that full packed things to help you to stay live and stay well so that's the other thing the other thing I would say is also is to to take your vitamins you might say well I get enough in my food you don't there's not enough in the foods the foods a lot of the foods have been processed a lot of the foods have been things have been sprayed on them and things like that so it's important to get additional vitamins to to boost your system and particularly when in the colder weather and some people say they would like to have the vaccine I'm not saying I wouldn't say to anybody don't have the vaccine but they don't want to have it but I would also say do your research but if you can actually take natural things to boost your immunity to be able to look after yourself one of my concoctions that I had as well which a friend phoned up and said Shirley take your garlic turmeric and ginger and uh, put all that together, grated it all up, blended it, boiled it up with some with coconut water and drank a cup of that every day. It wasn't with the garlic, but then, it, you know, <laughs> garlic is very good, antibacterial for you, so it's very good. And that having a glass of that every day, it was like... But turmeric is very good if you have got arthritis or joint pains. Turmeric, fresh turmeric, I don't mean the powder one, I mean the fresh turmeric. You can get it from local green grocers and actually use that and have that. It's very good to, to grate and sprinkle on your food. And lemon as well, the zest of a lemon, you can grate it on your food and have it. You'll see how it enhances the taste of your food, you know, when you eat it. So cinnamon is
0: also very important cinnamon is also an antimicrobial herb which can be used
1: for that that's very true yes. yes this
0: is incredible now what yeah, are the kind look of after your
1: health i would just say do look after your health because you've only got one body you don't want to say well i'm going to wait until something happens which a lot of people do because your health is your wealth absolutely so beautifully said really thank you so much julie
0: <laughs> and indeed your health is your wealth and I think we got really great insights on how to tap into your own power by Shirley Powell so I'm so grateful uh, Shirley for the work you're doing you're really doing remarkable work you're changing and impacting so many people's lives throughout the different settings which is wonderful to see I'm looking forward to get the insights um, also on the webinar and anything so I'm asking you to share again the name on LinkedIn name on facebook on instagram and also any other platform you are available so people can actually follow through please
1: yes definitely and i'll share the names of the stuff that i was taking i'll pop it into should i pop it into an email to you and send it yes
0: i think it would be good to send it to an email we will actually incorporate it for the seminar for the experts in a series and uh, it will be well taken. And again, this is a disclaimer. So this is based on our personal, professional experience. And please consult your own specialists if you have any questions or any doubts. And of course, feel free to reach out to Shirley Powell and her team and get in touch through the club she mentioned. So this is really a great opportunity. Again, many, many thanks, Shirley. It's, we could go on for hours. <laughs> I'm so excited.
1: Really enjoyed it and yes. I just want to say that you know we look forward to seeing you at the events you know that we where we put on and if you'd like to hear more about what we're doing do do get in touch and DM me and we can get your email from you so that we can actually send you when these things are going on so you're aware of what's happening and we're also Excellent. going to be doing something for the holidays you know so keeping well in the holidays so watch out for that oh yeah as well I think yeah. that's that's worth another series right
0: yeah <laughs> <laughs> so certainly we will continue our discussion because Ooh. this is a great source. Yes.
1: Sorry, I forgot to mention we also sell magnetic wellness products. So if you do suffer with arthritis and you would look like and, and you you get a lot of pain, joint pains, these are some of the jewelries that we actually sell. Mm-hmm. They've got magnets in them. Since I've been wearing these, I have been wearing them for over almost two years now. I've not had to take a painkiller at all because there's magnets that are in the actual. Yes. So So the magnets are inside, right? Yeah, on the the inside. There's the copper bit and the magnets are in some. And they look like jewelry. So nobody would even know that they were um, um, because they look like jewelry. We do earrings, we do necklaces as well. We do magnetic water sticks as well. Beautiful. Things that we do. Show you one of the water sticks before you Mm -hmm. go. This one is one of the ones, and what it is is you put it in. You've got the you've got the big magnet at the bottom. mm mm-hmm. yeah. Ah, you nice. Put that in your water and stir it, and it helps with your gut. So if you have period pains or if you have gut problems, by using that and stirring into your water, it helps to settle your stomach, and you don't have that awful wind and bloatingness because of the magnets. So there's excellent uses. Sorry, I forgot to mention that. (laughs) No, 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 that's fine. That's fine. I'm actually
0: glad you're mentioning it because to me, it really seems it's not just one thing, but doing small steps on a consistent basis and really adjusting the diet uh, as you're doing for yourself and you're also proposing to your clients, which Mm -hmm. makes perfectly sense because I can do one thing, like using the steering. But if I still kind of put garbage into my body, then the the side effects of the garbage, garbage in, garbage out, there's the saying. So certainly you will not be boosting your immune system as quickly as if you are really taking several steps at the same time, right?
1: Right. And consistent. Everything I do, everything I'm doing, I tell my clients what I'm doing. I don't, my products, I use them myself. So it's, it's been tried and tested so I wouldn't say oh take it and then I haven't tried it so everything I have I try them myself before I share with others so that's what I can tell you if it works or not so yes
0: fully (laughs) fully support that my youth
1: is coming from the smoothies (laughs) Ah, lovely lovely. spinach is good and spirulina is very good merengue merengue powder is another one that if you want energy is very good as well so that we could go on but (laughs)
0: Yeah. So again, many thanks, Shirley. I really appreciate your time. I appreciate all the insights and the beautiful uh, exchange. And for the lovely audience, uh, this is the expert series with the topic: Well, health is wealth. uh, How to tap into your own power today with our beautiful, gorgeous Shirley Powell. Your life is in your hands. And with that, I really thank you all very much. And see you next time. Thank you. And goodbye, everyone. (laughs) My name is Dr. Erika Rico and see you next time. Bye bye.